Well, this is a, an interesting time right now with so much going on in the world and wondering what the results are going to be in so many areas. There's one thing that's taking place right now, starting tomorrow and the next day, that actually relate to our pathway. It started this tradition over 5,000 years ago that I'm going to be talking about, but it has been practiced in some form or another in the world for 5,000 years or more. And it's called, in the Jewish tradition, Rosh Hashanah. It's the Day of Atonement. Right now, this is a period of looking for forgiveness and going inside and doing contemplation in the Jewish tradition and in the old tradition of the pathway that was the Jewish Kabbalistic tradition of going inside and working on forgiveness within yourself and forgiveness with God. And so it's a great reminder to us that what we are doing on this pathway isn't something that's new. It has been around for centuries. And it is the same practice today as it was three, four, five thousand years ago. And that is going inside and looking at our own life, looking at ourselves, and bringing ourselves into a place of loving, accepting, and forgiving ourselves and others. But with this pathway, we don't do it just once a year. Unless, of course, you do. But truly, every time you go into meditation and you begin to focus inward and upward and you begin to call out that sacred name, you are moving into that place of loving. And loving is that action of accepting, forgiving, and loving. So be aware that as we say the sacred name, as we say the hue, as we say the anti-hue, we are focusing inward to connect ourselves to our own true self, which is the soul, and connect that soul and wake it back up to the knowing of itself in God. And that all those things that stand between us and God that we ourselves have put there, we want to let go of those. And that action of LAF, of loving, accepting, and forgiving, is a means by which to truly release ourselves from all the things that we have placed between us and God. And to live once again in a greater state of freedom. And that's what this pathway is about. But it's not about living a greater sense of freedom in the world. It's about living the freedom in spirit, which is the action of liberation. When we meditate, we're not meditating to get answers to the questions of the day. What color should I put on today? What car should I drive? What job should I take? The action of meditation is truly a very simple action. And it's not about the world. It's not about the body. It's about the soul. And it's about loving. It's about going inside and loving the Lord and just living into that movement of loving. And anything that stops us from moving on that flow of loving, our thoughts, our feelings, our reactions, our judgments, our fears, that's where we go and begin working the loving, accepting, and forgiving with the energy that is blocking us from living in that flow of loving so that it is released, it is neutralized, it is brought into balance, and then we can move further on that flow of the river of loving. Then we can live in the truth of who we really are, which is the loving. That is what the soul is. The soul is the loving essence of God in manifestation in action, in creation. And the thing that you're longing for 
And the thing that sits you down every day in your meditation is that desire inside of you to once again live the truth of who you really are and to live in that flow of the loving that you were created in and that you are the creation of and that is the truth of your expression, which is loving. Part of this action is then letting go of all the illusions that the world has placed upon you, that you have accepted and believed and are trying to live and chase after and fulfill, to let go of all those illusions that you've created for yourself, all the beliefs that stand between you and God. It's just to let go of them and get back to that place of simplicity. This pathway is such a simple path. It is so, so simple. It is about loving, it is about God, and it is about you, the soul. That's pretty simple. That's like a little trinity. And if we can begin to just live in that simplicity and keep reminding ourselves to move back into that simplicity, when the world seems to swirl around us and throw at us all these complexities, then we can begin to find ways by which to not only move in our meditation into a greater place of freedom and ultimately the liberation of the soul, but we can also find ways by which to move into the day. It's not just about having your eyes closed and going inside and finding that place of peace, finding that movement of loving, finding that action of liberation. It's also about learning how to take that into the world, to open your eyes and take that same movement, that same action, that same essence into your daily life, not just into your spiritual meditation. <coughs> and begin to live it fully, 24 hours a day. I was talking to a lady uh, a few weeks ago, and she meditates. She's doing the meditation. She's an initiate. And she was angry with me. And so we sat down, and I said, so who are you really angry at? She says, I'm angry at you. And I go, okay, so now that we know that, why are you angry at me? And she says, because it's not working. And I go, so what's not working? She said, the meditation. I sit down and I close my eyes and I go inside and I wait. And I sit there and I wait. And I wait for the answers to come in. I wait for visions. I wait for revelations. And I said, so you're waiting. And what are you doing while you're waiting? She says, well, I'm, I'm getting quiet. I'm trying to quiet my mind and shut my mind up and, and be still. And I go, and is that what we've been sharing with you to do? And she says, well, I think so. And I said, have you read the handbook for the initiates? Have you been listening to CDs to really align yourself with what we share on a regular basis? And she goes, well... I don't really have the time for the CDs. I'm making time for the meditation, but I can't listen to them and do the meditation and do my day. So what do you want me to do? I'll listen to a CD or I'll meditate. I said, well, then meditate by all means. But I'd like for you to meditate the way that we actually share it. And I said, and do go home sometime and read one page a day of the Initiate's Handbook until you've read the whole thing. You don't have to read the whole thing in one day. Just read a page a day. And in so many days, you will have completed it and you will have a better sense of what it's sharing with you. And she says, I can do that. And then I said, so let me share with you what this pathway is really about. It's not about getting the answers to all your questions. It's about 
you waking up to the truth of who you are in God. And it's about letting go of all those things that are disturbing you, that are drawing you out into the world, that is your attachments, that is your attraction. It's about letting go of all of that and lift up in yourself to that place where the soul resides in spirit and that is your true home. And she said, well, why haven't you ever said that? And I said, why haven't you been listening? Because that's all we talk about. We never say, sit down and go inside and meditate with an intention of getting answers. We never say to quiet your mind and be still and wait for revelation to come. I said, wherever you got that from, that isn't what we share. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with that action, but that's not the action that we're doing. So I said, why don't you do this? We were in Honolulu. I said, we're going to be here for a while. Why don't you begin listening to some CDs? And I gave her the name of two to listen to. And do a meditation based on what is the meditation in those CDs. And before we leave, let's sit down and talk again. And you share with me your experience of meditation after doing those CDs and after listening to those for several days to begin to do the practice the way that we share it. Well, four or five days later, we had a meeting in, in a lady's house up on the North Shore and she came up to me and she grabbed my arm and she said, oh my God. She said, I, I, I'm going to listen to every CD now. I get it. I get it. I've got to be reminded. She said, I was taking other teachings that I've heard from other people and mixing them up with yours. And I was doing it what I thought was your teaching and it wasn't. So she said, now I get it. I said, well... You get it, but are you going to continue doing it? And I said, we're still here for a couple more weeks. Talk to me before we leave and let me know that that's true for you, that you're still doing it. We had the retreat. And at the retreat, she was doing the meditation daily for two and a half hours. And at the end of the retreat, she said, now I get it. She said, I thought I got it when I was listening to the CD and doing the meditation, but now I get it. I go, okay, now, the thing to listen to and pay attention to is there's always another level to this, to get. You're never going to get it. Not fully. The only time you're going to really get it is when you begin to lift above the mind and above this world and truly wake up to the simplicity of this pathway the simplicity of the loving that is your soul and begin to live in that more. And she said, okay, you'll never hear me say, I get it again. But I'm going to do all I can to wake up into that. And I said, that's a good intention. Now let's see what happens. Well, I haven't heard from her since. So it'll be interesting whenever I do to see just how well she's holding to that. But I have a feeling that at least now she has a better understanding and she won't be looking back out into the world to try to find an understanding of this pathway and other people's teachings. She'll know where to look for this truth that we share, which is right here. This is a very different teaching than what a lot of the other pathways in the world are. A lot of the pathways in the world have to do with light, the light of this creation, and the practice that that light of the spiritual pathways, if you want to call them that, in this creation, are really about the mind, not about the soul, and about the ego 
and not about the spirit of who you are. And they serve a great purpose and they can get you very high in the realms of the physical creation and bring you to great places of understanding and insight and illumination and peace of mind. But they will not take you higher than the mind. But this pathway, which is a path of light and sound, is a different movement. It's not about perfecting the mind or self-perfection. This is about lifting up above the mind and waking up to the truth of who you are as a perfect being, which is soul. And the path of sound and light is not about accomplishing or conquering or overcoming anything in this world. It's not about getting illumination and enlightenment and understanding in or of this world. It is about you waking up to the simple truth that you are a child of God. And all you have to do is to continue choosing into that awareness and to begin to live as a child of God every day. Letting go of the mind, letting go of the illusions that the world has put in front of us to chase after, and stop looking to the outer and look mainly, if not only, to the inner for the truth of who you are. The one thing that I know, I know who you are. I know your soul essence. I know the loving that you are. I know the light of God that dwells inside of you. And that's what I hold inside of me as my reference of you. I let go of all those things the best I can of the illusions that you project from yourself into the world for people to know you by. Those things that the mind has taught you or told you are the things that you have developed within your mind to identify yourself as. And to see only that which is the light of your own soul, which is simple, which is so, so simple. And it's very easy to identify it because I know it inside myself. And if I know it inside me, then I know it in you because it's one and the same. We were created out of one light, out of one sound. God spoke and he said, let there be light. And that first light is the light of you, the soul. And that was one light, one action, one creation, and one soul. So if I can wake up and know the light of my own soul, I know the light of your soul. It's one. We are one and the same. There is no separation in that truth of who you are as soul, as who you are as the light of God. So all I have to do is look up and see the light of my own soul, and then look out here and find that same essence inside you. And that's what I continue to hold in myself so that I can continue to support you in moving forward and waking up to that greater truth. And that's the action that Brian and I are doing together now. Holding for you to wake up to that truth and continue to just share with you the simplicity of this pathway. If you notice, we are doing everything we can not to make it complicated. We don't add a lot of classes to it. We don't add a lot of trainings to this action. We don't do a lot of things in the outer because the more you do that, 
the more you give importance to what the world has to offer us at those levels of the world in which we are acting and reacting on. We know that the truth is within. And so we want to go inside and live into that truth that lies inside of us. We don't want to draw your attention back out into the world. We'll read these books. We'll do this homework. We'll study this material. Well, let's do these workshops. Let's do these trainings. Those all can be very supportive and helpful in some ways, but in other ways, the mind will make them more important than the meditation. The mind will make them more important than the experience on the inner and meditation. And all of a sudden, we will be drawn back out into the world looking for the truth in the world rather than inside of ourselves. And the truth in the world is a reflection of the truth that is inside. And have you ever noticed a reflection isn't the same? It isn't the same. It is a poor reflection of what is the truth. So why go chase after the reflection of something and never really be able to grasp it, hold on to it, maintain it, or take it into yourself and live it? Why not go after the truth and begin to hold that, live into it, and become that truth? And that truth being that it is inside of you, it is found inside of you. And that's why we meditate, to spend time every day letting go of the world, letting go of the elements of this creation, the body, the imagination, the emotions, the mind, and that which is the unconscious, the void, and wake up to the truth of who we are and wake up to the truth of who and what God is and live into that daily. When we can begin to go into meditation and truly see that inner light, the light of our own soul, the light of God, the light of that Holy Spirit that is coming to assist us in ever rising up and letting go of those things in this world that have held us in bondage. And to wake up and to begin to live more in that essence of our being rather than living in the essence that the mind tells us we are. That's the action of this meditation. So we will ever do our best. And we're always reminded inside, just in case we ourselves forget, to keep it simple. To keep it simple. Don't go and put the world on top of this teaching and make it a thing of the world. So if you find at times that this pathway is too simple, too focused on the inner, and there's a part of you that wants to do the outer as well, that's fine. Just be aware we're not the ones going to be promoting and moving in that direction. Go and partake however you want to of that, but know that the simplicity and the truer essence of what you're longing for will be found here. We're going to maintain that and keep it alive. And you may be able to find the balance of the outer and the inner. And you may find that the outer really is such an attraction to you that if you go out there, you're going to get caught up in it. So you might just want to refocus yourself once again into that simplicity that we're doing here. I hope that makes sense. But I've seen some people 
wander back off into the world once again, following after the mind, chasing after the elements of the world. And there's great teachings in the world. Oh my gosh, there's wonderful teachings, wonderful teachers that are in the world to listen to and to follow and to do practice with. But you may find, especially after partaking of this, that it doesn't have the same fulfillment. It doesn't take you as high. It doesn't give you the simplicity and the peace and the quiet and the direction that this pathway gives. And this pathway isn't Brian or I. This pathway is an ancient pathway that is taught today the way it has been taught for eons of time. Go within. Seek within. Wake up and know the truth. You are divine. You are the living, loving essence of the Lord. It has been said so many different ways, but it's always the same statement. I say it, wake up, wake up, and don't go back to sleep, because that's how Ruby said it. And that's a phrase that when I read it, truly was a means by which to continue to remind myself of what am I doing this meditation for? Because there's sometimes when I myself sit down to meditate and it is such a struggle. I hope you don't have such a struggle, but I bet you do. Where the mind is just running, the world is just pushing, everything is at your feet, nipping at you, calling you back down, trying to distract you. Where are you going? No, you can't go up there. You've got to stay down here. We've got all these problems. You've got to pay attention to me. We've got to get this solved. And then there are days when I sit down and meditate, and the light is there, the sound is there, the loving is there, and I just go into it. And it's just so simple. I wish it could be that way every day. But it is what it is, and every moment of every day is different. And so every meditation is going to be different. And that's the thing to be loving and patient with. Don't expect it to be always perfect and loving and spiritual. Because that's not how this world works. If you were just soul, and you didn't have this body and all this stuff that goes with it, attached to your soul, yeah, you'd be living in that essence of the soul and spirit all the time. You wouldn't have all these other elements pulling at you and calling you away from that truth. But you've got a body, and you have the elements that the body contains. And they are doing their thing to fulfill themselves. So you don't dishonor that. You honor the body. You honor the imagination, the emotions, the mind, and the unconscious self. You honor them. You give them attention. You give them focus and awareness. But what you do, unlike most other practices, is you also elevate them. And the way you elevate them is by holding your attention inward and upward in meditation to the seat of the soul and begin to lift your own awareness that is you, the soul, above all the elements of the physical and begin to wake up into the loving essence of the soul. And what happens when you do that? All the other elements below the soul are lifted up. They begin to lift up. Their focus is changed from a down and out focus to an inward and upward focus with that movement of the soul going up above them. And it begins to wake them up to a greater truth than what they themselves know and are chasing after in the world. And eventually, <laughs> I wish immediately, but eventually you will find that all these other elements will come into cooperation. 
They'll come into cooperation with the soul. And they'll actually allow and permit and even promote you to sit down on a more regular basis and do your meditation because all those lower elements get curious. They go, well, what else is there up there? Oh, I like that light. That light is so pretty. Can we go see the light again? That other light that I've seen in the world is really nice, but wow, that blue light, that purple light, that's an amazing light. I want to go back and see that. And you'll even find that that higher mind quality will begin to sit you down as well into your meditation and begin to serve you. But what it means is you've got to sit down every day, whether they cooperate or not, and refocus them. It's not train them. Forget about training them. You go in there and you tell your mind you're going to train it or your emotions you're going to train it and they go, oh yeah? I'll show you. And you're on for a wild ride. But if you go in and just say, I'm going to go above you for a while and you can pay attention and see what's happening if you want, but I'm just going to rise above you. I'm not going to be giving you attention and awareness right now. It's not that I'm devaluing you, but it's something that I value greater above you, which is my soul that I'm going for. And it will listen and it will allow you to bypass them and go on higher. And all you do is you just hold your attention here at the seat of the soul, chant that sacred name of God or the hue or the Yanahu, and that just automatically happens. You just automatically, you, the soul essence, begins to be drawn upward above all those elements of the physical self and you begin to wake up inside. Little by little, gradually it happens. But the more you do it on a daily basis, the easier it's going to be and the more you're going to find those other qualities of the physical self will also come into agreement and begin to work with you. And all those things that are in resistance that you might come up to and meet on the way inward and upward, you just love it, accept it, and forgive it. And release it back into the loving. Let the loving then handle it. Let the loving then transform it. This is a very, very simple pathway. And the one thing that we do not want to see happen is for you to complicate it by filling the mind with other things that only support the mind and support the world illusion and keep you more focused down and out. That's why on the CDs we say the same thing over and over and over. We just do it in a little bit different way. But we do it that way because everybody is approaching God in a little different way. Everybody's approaching their soul in a little different action. And so we share it in different forms and different words in different ways so that you can hear it, finally hear the truth that you need to hear to support you and your action. If it's a simple truth, and it's a one truth, then we've got to keep it simple. And we have to just share that oneness that is that truth. The moment we go into our own mind and try to break it down and separate things and create classes and teachings and philosophies or whatever, in that moment, this pathway that we're sharing is lost. It begins to disseminate the energy back out into the world once again. And we can then lose focus of what it is really all about.
the essence of truth can still be there, but the focus may change in such a way that it's harder to get a hold of and maintain. So it's always going to be inward and upward. It's always going to be simple and elegant. It's always going to be about the sacred name or the hue or the anti-hue. It's always going to be about a wake up, wake up, wake up, and know the truth of who you are as loving, as divine, as a child of God. And it's always going to be about your soul, not about you in the world. We're talking to you in the world because your soul is in the body that is in the world. But we're talking to your soul. We're not talking to your body. We're supporting your soul in its journey. And part of that support in that journey of the soul is to support you in how to begin to free yourself of this physical creation, to rise above it, to not give it all the value, not to give it all the focus, but rather to let go of it for a while and to begin to experience the greater truth that is you, the soul. That's what we're here to do. We're here to help you to do that action. We're not here to tell you what color of a car to buy, what job to take, or anything else. Who to marry, who to divorce, how many kids should you have, or whatever. And believe me, we get those questions and a lot more. Daily in emails, daily in phone calls, daily in person. And we do our best to share and to be supportive. But in truth, we're here to help you on your spiritual journey. We're here to help you answer all the questions that rise inside of you about your meditation, about your spiritual quest, about the truth of who you are as soul, and to help to eliminate those things that might be distracting you from that. But we're not here to necessarily tell you how to live your life. I'm sure there's a lot of other people around you, if you just turn around and look, that will do that for you. Don't, don't look to us for that. Look to others, if that's what you're looking for. But we are here to support your inner journey and to support your awakening and to help you wake up and know the truth just as we know the truth. We know the truth for ourselves, and in that we know the truth for you. It's all one truth. God is loving, and you are that loving that is God in manifestation and in action and in motion right now on all realms, all levels of life, from the very lowest of the physical to the very highest of spirit. That is who you are. You are God's loving in action, in manifestation. If you can begin to hold that awareness inside of you and say, now how do I do this in the loving that is me, the soul? It'll make a big difference in how you move forward. It'll make a big difference whether you go into reaction or action. It'll make a big difference and how quickly you can awake to the truth of who you are as soul and as divine. I tell myself every day and a lot of times during the day, I am a child of God. And I'm ever telling God that too. Hey God, I am your child. Help me here. Give me understanding. Give me clarity. Give me focus. Keep me intended on you not into the world. And if I forget, remind me. 
And God will shake me up sometimes just to remind me, hey, who are you really? But you've got to do your part. God is willing to do God's part. And believe me, God has been with you since the moment your soul came into manifestation and has walked with you every step through every experience along this journey and is now walking with you on the return home. God has never forgotten you. God has never left you. And now it's time for us to turn around and look and know that, to see God's presence with us all the time, to see that inner light, to know that inner presence, to feel that inner joy, to feel the sensation at the top of your head that is God's loving, ever saying, I'm here, I'm here, remember, I'm here. To hear the inner sound, that still small voice of God calling you home, and that voice has been calling you home since you began the journey out to experience in God's creation. Don't forget me. Remember to come home when you're ready. Go have experience. Have a good time. But do come home. Pay attention to that. That's the important element of your life. Do you feel that inner tug? Do you feel a pull inside, a calling to sit down and meditate? A longing for something more than the world can give you? I bet we all do in some form or we wouldn't be here. The world hasn't fulfilled it. The world can't give it to us. The world can't answer it. And so we look beyond the world now. And if you sat down and meditated at all in this pathway, I would bet that you have had something of a touch, of a movement, of an awareness that there is something beyond this world that is going to answer what it is you want answered. And it isn't, who should I marry? Who should I divorce? What color of shoes should I wear today? It's going to be, an answer about the loving. You long for the loving. You search for the loving. You want for the loving. And going inside and doing the meditation is where you're going to connect to that loving and be filled up. And once you're filled up, there isn't the longing. There isn't the need. There isn't the anguish. There isn't the looking out into the world for something. Because you've got it. Didn't Jesus say, drink of these waters and you will thirst no more? Well, when you go inside and drink from that cup of loving inside of you, you will not thirst anymore for loving. You will know it. You will be filled up. And all you have to do is sit down every day and continue being filled up. Continue receiving that bread of life. Our daily bread, as Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer. That's the daily food. It feeds our soul. It nurtures our being. It answers that which is not answered in the world. So do the daily meditation. Keep this action of meditation and this pathway simple, simple, simple. Focused on loving, fo focused on accepting, focused on forgiving, and about waking up. I remember as a child and my mother coming in to wake me up in the morning. Wanting me to wake up, wake up. Got to get to school. And it was interesting because 
oftentimes when I'd be, be doing my prayer, I didn't know about meditation at the time, but when I would do my prayer, often I would hear somebody inside say, wake up, wake up. And I said, well, I am awake. What do you mean, wake up? I said, how am I supposed to wake up any more than I'm already awake? And they said, just look up and you'll know what it is to truly wake up. You're not awake yet. You're still living the dream. We want you to rise above the dream and live the truth. And it took time for me to understand what they were talking about. And it may take time for you to understand what it is that this teaching is really all about. But take the words that we share, take the practice that we share, and use it. Use it to fulfillment. And you will know what it is to wake up. You will know what it is to live in the loving river of God. You will know what it is to live as a child of God, to live the essence of the truth of who you are as that divine loving essence. And you will know what it is to let go of all those elements of the world that you have defined yourself as and by all these years and all these lifetimes and live a simple life. And other people, when they see you living this simple life, they'll say, God, you're so boring. (laughs) Well, you are. You're going to be boring as all get out because you don't find the world interesting anymore. You're not drawn to do all the things that the world is offering for you to do because no longer are you looking for anything. You're not out there trying to be filled up with the noise and the distractions and the illusions to make you feel better about yourself. Because when you sit down not having this truth and you're quiet, it can get pretty disturbing. You start calling yourself stupid again. Oh my God, I'm such a failure. I don't know what I'm going to do. I I got these degrees. I got this job. I've got this money and I'm so unhappy. What's wrong with me? I'm supposed to be happy. I've got everything I want. Well, that will be a thing of the past. And because you're not chasing after the world and you're not chasing after the illusion, people that are are going to look at you and go, well, you're no fun to be with. You just want to sit there and talk and be happy and be joyful and express yourself and you know, we need to go out and dance and distract ourselves and have a couple of drinks and run away from ourselves, not sit down and be with ourselves. How boring is that? How painful is that? Well, it's not painful when you know the truth, when you're living the truth of who you are as soul, as divine, as loving. And there'll be times when you might be a little attracted or distracted back out into the world. The world keeps calling you out there. Go taste it. Go see what it's like again. And I'll bet very quickly you'll be back to the simplicity, back to the boredom, or whatever you might call it, of this pathway because once you have tasted that loving you will come back to it. The teachers have called it the Amritsar. The Amritsar, the elixir of life, the sweet nectar. Rumi wrote about it and said that when you drink of this cup and taste of this wine, you will long for no other and you will return to drink of this cup again and again. For to be drunk in this wine is to be in the love of God. That's what this is about. It's about going back every day and partaking 
partaking of this sweet nectar of life, that which actually gives life to everything, gives life to your soul. Partake of that loving. That's the nectar. Partake of the loving every day. Be filled to overflowing. And your life can be a lot simpler and easier and quieter. And you'll have what it is you have been longing for for so long. And I'm sure many of you know that just from your meditation. Do this enough and the longing quiets down. Do it enough and the search comes to an end. There's no more searching. There's just ever being filled up. There's just ever that movement on the river towards the greater good, towards the greater glory, towards more awakening, whatever you might call it. Don't look into the world and try to find the answer. And don't look into the world and get caught up in what's going on in the world. The world's just doing what it knows how to do. And it's doing the exact same thing it's done every day since it came into being. And it will do it every day until it comes to a completion. And it has a beginning and an end, so it will come to that day where it does end. But rather look to that which is consistent and true and live that. And you'll find even living in this world will be a lot easier. All right.